Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what to expect and not to when it comes to Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on Capitol Hill. Number two, Speaker Mike Johnson flip-flops on FISA. And number three, the NRCC makes up some fundraising gains. All right, Jake, let's get into it. All eyes will be on the Ukrainian president as he makes his case to Congress, both the Senate and Speaker Mike Johnson, that the U.S. needs to act and they need to act now. But as we lay out in Punchbowl News AM and in the top of the newsletter this morning, that despite uh, this historic moment where he is being kind of thrust on the national stage once again, trying to get the U.S. to move, uh, it's unlikely that anything he is going to say is going to get Senate Republicans to back off their demands for immigration policy changes in exchange for more money for Ukraine. There are two competing dynamics here, Anna, that we need to focus on. Number one is the fact that... um, Yes, Republicans are dug in on this border for Ukraine trade. Mike Johnson in a private meeting a couple days ago, I think I said this in the podcast last week, called it a price. So they're not making any bones about this. They are saying that they need a border provision to get Ukraine money across the finish line. That's number one. And by the way, I'm not casting blame here in any way, shape or form. But the White House put border in its emergency supplemental. So they might not be responsible for the construct, but they at least engaged on it. So let's well, just remember. So in, in some ways, what they thought would be the sweetener, the thing that could get Republicans supportive of this has actually turned out to be the biggest sticking point, right? Yeah, but like, let's let's be let's be clear here. And, and you and I say this all the time, adding one hard thing to another hard thing doesn't make those two hard things easier. In fact, it makes it harder. That's logic, right? Like that's just because you put border on Ukraine doesn't mean the border, which you and I have been covering now for what, you know, 15 years, the Congress screwing around on the border and and not being able to get something done, not screwing around. That's not the right term. I would say struggling on the border um, is, you know, um, it doesn't just because you say, well, let's do it here doesn't make it easier. That's dynamic number one. Dynamic number two is the fact that House Republicans and Senate Republicans, some Senate Republicans, but a lot of House Republicans still believe that the Biden administration doesn't have a strategy or an end game on Ukraine. And they say, well, funding the Ukrainian army until they win is not a um useful or responsible proposition, right? Like that's what they say. Um, And they want the administration to come up here to Capitol Hill. And I'm not on Capitol Hill, so I don't know why I just said here, but come to Capitol Hill and explain what their end game is here on Ukraine. And I don't, I, I understand that intellectually. Now the administration would say, and has said to me, that they have done that, and I'm sure that's what Zelensky will say today. But man, uh, Zelensky, I think this is his third public trip to the Hill um, uh, it, since the war began, and it is going to be one of the most difficult for um, 
the House and Senate and for for Zelensky because there this is just very very challenging for Zelensky for the um, Ukraine supporters and and as Andrew points out this morning in the top when you have Mitt Romney saying you got to get serious on the border um, uh, and you have to figure out a way to deal with the border um, that is a uh, that's a tough dynamic. And I'll just add one thing, Anna. Democrats understand that a border deal would probably be decent for Biden, um, that he could benefit politically and definitely substantively from a border deal. Now, that does not mean that there's a border deal that can be done. I mean, a border deal is still very, very, very difficult. Um because Republicans want to stop the flow of migrants or drastically slow it, and Democrats don't. So anyway, that is what we're dealing with today as as, uh, as Zelensky comes to Capitol Hill. I think the interesting, or one of the things that is really important to think about here is, you know, as much as it's pessimistic uh, that all of a sudden Zelensky comes to Washington and there's a huge change of of, of kind of strategy by Republicans, I do think that, you know, he's laying it all out on the floor and on the Congress to to say this is what the consequences. Here's what we're really talking about when it comes to Ukraine, when it comes to Putin, when it comes to Russia. And so um, as much as, you know, I don't think that anybody here thinks and certainly on our team thinks that it's all of a sudden going to change. Usually the dynamics, it certainly could be one of the kind of moments where uh, Republicans and Democrats have to kind of take a take a hard look at what they're trying to get done here. Certainly, you know, it seems very difficult. We're looking at the and I think everybody's looking towards Thursday uh, and Congress getting out of session. Hard to see anything getting unstuck before then. Um, but we'll be very interesting to see if there is any kind of meeting of the minds, because not only is the issue for the Senate to come to an agreement, right? But as you mentioned, Senate Republicans and House Republicans are also in very, very different places. So even if there is some deal that the White House could broker with Senate Republicans on the border, um, very, very unclear and unlikely in in my mind that all of a sudden, you know, House Republicans are going to get on board. That's a whole other second part of the strategy that, that is, I think, even murkier. All right, Jake, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Speaker Mike Johnson flip-flopping on FISA. Uh, As we have reported uh, throughout the last couple of weeks, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson has been in many different places when it comes to trying to figure out what to do with FISA. Let's start with the news here this morning. The House won't vote this week on competing bills to reform FISA surveillance authority The backstory of how this happened is yet another terrific example of the predominant criticism of Mike Johnson's nascent speakership. He is either unwilling, unable, or disinterested in making big decisions. Jake, what say you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so um, yanking. So, I mean, listen, we've been through this a bunch of times. I'm going to go through it once again. Johnson said he first said he wanted FISA in the NDAA, then said he didn't, and and then... Um, now it's in the NDAA. So John and Johnson, the problem here is that what is the saying? Nature abhors a vacuum. Like Johnson does not say what he likes and what he thinks. So when you don't say that war breaks out in the conference. So Johnson decided he was going to put Mike, sorry, Jim Jordan's bill on the floor to reform FISA and Mike Turner's bill on the floor to extend FISA with modest reforms and said he would just see what the top vote getter was. 
So, um, you know, people got pissed at that. They uh, Tom Massey called it a, a beauty pageant and said it's not how you're supposed to legislate. And so, um, but because he's not saying anything, people don't want to take the lead. Like, I had a really interesting conversation the other day with a senior House Republican aide, um, uh, a committee person, who said the entire institution is oriented around the speaker. Like he has dozens, uh, you know, a dozen committee chairs, tons of top lawmakers who are willing to execute on anything he says he wants to do. Yet he doesn't say what he wants to do. And that's really difficult. And so now they're going to, you know, um, no FISA this week. They're going to have FISA in the NDAA. And then this brings us to Anna, something that I think is really important to note, right? You have um, January government funding. February government funding, March FAA, April FISA. So we're talking about four months into an election year, four big deadlines, not easy deadlines, back to back to back to back. So um, this is going to be really, it's going to be really difficult. And listen, of course, Johnson, who's new at the job and basically new to the top rung of leadership, seems to be, still be finding his sea legs in a, in, a, in a respect. And I think that is important to note and i think it's it's something that's driving a lot in the house republican conference all right let's move to the number three story of the morning uh fundraising the nrcc one of the big questions for speaker mike johnson was uh can he fill the vacuum when it comes to actually bringing in the dollars uh and very interesting to see that uh, the NRCC raised $9 million last month, which the committee said is a record for an off-year November. In 2021, the NRCC raised $7.2 million, the next biggest haul. Almost always and, and almost certainly the leaders of the Re- Republican and Democratic parties are able to bring in a lot of money. But this certainly showcases a big effort on behalf of Johnson, as well as other Republicans, to try and make sure that they are not having uh, the money crunch that a lot of folks uh, speculated might happen. That's right. I mean, this is a good quarter for Johnson as he struggles on a lot of other things. He's able to bring in this money. That's a good sign for House Republicans. And as you and I have said in the past, Anna, it's like people say People said no one could raise like Boehner, no one could raise like Paul Ryan, no one could raise like Kevin McCarthy. And here's Johnson helping out and bringing in some big money for the NRCC, which is a good sign for House Republicans. Um, And uh, uh, it is a record, at least it's more than they did last off year November. Um, And they say it's a record. So that's probably true because limits have gone up and et cetera, et cetera. But um, this is something that House Republicans were incredibly concerned about. And so their concern should be abated, at least for the time being. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. It is a very busy end uh, to the year on Capitol Hill. We'll be catching you up throughout the day. Uh, For all of our premium members uh, that want to catch up on what's happening, please, you can subscribe to that at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.